Joe Williams is in studio. We'll talk some boxing and footy on today's Splash, which is brought to you, of course, by Unibet. It's Wednesday, the 7th of March. It's time for your daily dose of Sporting Agenda, your audio edition of the Fox Sports homepage, The Splash, with your host, Phil Pryor. Thanks for listening. We have former rugby league player and former boxer Joe Williams with us in studio today. Welcome, Joe. Hey, Phil. How are we doing, mate? Yeah, very well. Pleasure. Pleasure to have you in, mate. Um, what's been happening? Plenty. Plenty. Uh, <laughs> a, a lot. Uh, probably a lot more than when I was playing sport. Yeah. Um, do you but good, but good a, things. Do you good even things. get a chance to, to be an NRL fan these days? Do you have time to do that? Mate, I, uh, I try, you know, and and with everything coming up around, you know, the start of the season, um, you know, I, I try and have a bit of a have a bit of a peep at what's going on, but I, I struggle to sit down and constantly watch anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I struggle to constantly be at home. So, <laughs> um, you know... For me, it's I, I'm flat out with with the work that I do and, and right around the place. So I don't get to watch a, a great deal of footy, but um, always show show interest. Yeah, enough to to evaluate some talent as well. So we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to uh, what you've been up to a little bit later as well. And but and before that, we'll talk some boxing. I've just got to run through a few headlines first, mate. Yeah, we'll kick it off with our AFL. Richmond has expressed interest in off-contract Suns star Tom Lynch uh, in football. Newcastle Jet skipper Nigel Bugard uh, is in serious doubt for the A-League finals after scans confirmed a compression fracture in his tibia. Uh, in cricket, the Aussies have labelled David Warner's sledge claims as blatantly untrue. All those stories on the Fox Sports website. Uh, And in rugby league, of course, with the season kicking off tomorrow night, Nathan Ryan's weekly market watch column features a little bit of detail about Knights coach Nathan Brown and his performance-based contract, which is being drawn up at the moment. Uh, And everyone's lining up to have their say on the Todd Carney-Matthew Lodge contract hypocrisy. Uh, Joe with Matty Lodge one day away from making his NRL return. Um, and plenty of commentary around Todd Carney potentially not having his license re-registered with the NRL um, once an NRL club uh, expresses interest uh, in having Todd come back to them. The Cowboys have obviously been linked strongly. strongly. Mate, are you as confused as myself and everyone else around what it actually takes to to get a a license to play in the NRL these days? (laughs) When's the last time Todd got in trouble? Oh, it might have been maybe three years ago. It confuses me. Yeah. If, if I'm honest, and, you know, don't get me wrong, Todd had a few um, different issues um, with, with what was happening and going on. And, you know, I, I've been in contact with Todd over the years, and, and I think that he's a fantastic guy and a fantastic player. I just think he was just having a few issues. Mm. Um, you know, and, and, and having certain issues, and I've been quite vocal around... Uh, my own alcoholism and, and, and addiction problems throughout my footy career and, um, you know, in, in, in my clean, cleaning up my lifestyle around that. Um, but you know what? If he hasn't gotten in trouble in three years, it, it, it's shown you that he's probably maturing a little bit in the head. Mm. Um, but, 
the, the game rugby league is supposed to be a game that we we can all love and we can all play and, and all support. But you know what? If, if, if rugby league is an out, and for a lot of people, for a lot of these guys, it's their it's their income. Mm. Right, so it's 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 Todd's out. It's his it's his way where he can escape the world and he can get on. And he can play good footy and and good footy. Let's yeah. Let's you know not be remiss that he's a great player. Yeah. Um, mate, I just think, I just think if he if he's been on a clean track for the you know the last three odd years, um, and he's he's cleaned his lifestyle up, he's starting to prove himself. Mm. Um, why turn our backs on somebody who, you know, we don't turn our backs on people who have done ten years in the jail system. You know, we give them a second chance. Um, to compare these two incidents, I think, is ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. One that the one that happened with Lodge over in the US, uh, around the reports that I'm hearing, uh, mate, it, it's not great for anyone. Mm. For anyone who was involved, it's not great for Matt Lodge. It's not great for anyone who, who, who is associated with these these incidents. Um, <sighs> You don't get fixed overnight. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is a process that, that that young people have to go through, that anyone has to go through. If there's issues, they've got to address these issues. Um, but again, you know, if rugby league is his out, then he's, he's entitled to have that out. But if he's entitled to have that out, Lodge I'm talking about, if he's entitled to have that out and to be able to play rugby league, surely Todd Carney is too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for I, sure. I just think comparing the two incidents is absolutely ludicrous. Um and to think that we could have such a a great rugby league player like Todd Carney not in our game, I think I think hurts the game. Rugby league is rehabilitation. Uh, that's clear. Um, but I suppose the confusion with the Matthew Lodge one is where where does a person have to reach in their life before they're granted the entitlement to use rugby league as their rehabilitation. And, and that's that's why everyone's still a little bit confused on the eve of the NRL season kicking off. Let's not forget rugby league isn't rehabilitation. Rehabilitation is rehabilitation. Mm. You know, rugby league isn't out. It's a, it's a form of mindfulness where you're in the moment. When you're in the moment, that's when you're concentrating on the, the, the things that you can do best, which is the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, when our mind isn't present when our mind is altered by substance when our mind is altered by different issues that we may be going through in our lives that's when we can get into trouble Mm. um you know we have to address these issues for me rugby league doesn't address the issues yeah okay rugby league's the band-aid yeah yeah that helps players play Mm. uh if we don't address the issues they're going to keep coming up yeah you know i've said it in blogs that i've written before that we've got people that are incarcerated for mental health, addiction, trauma problems. They're not criminals. They just use things that, like addictions and substance to cover up the trauma. They go and spend 10 years in the, in the nick, they still come out, that trauma's still there. So they're not rehabilitated. Mm. Rehabilitation is rehabilitation, is finding the source of what the issue is uh, and, and healing that, that trauma. Now that's a little bit off on a tangent, but I'm just saying that that rugby league is a form of mindfulness and staying in the moment and concentrating and being around teammates and and you know having a positive effect on on one's well-being with the exercise and and with eating healthy and and you know those type of positive things being in a positive environment positive environment what we do off the field mm. that's when we get into trouble yeah that's where these 
traumas, these problems with whether it be addictions, whether it be mental illness, whether it be mental health problems, that's when these problems come to the surface. Mm. We have to address and heal those traumas first. Uh, and of course, we will sort of all be able to um, determine uh, better uh, where Matthew Lodge is personally uh, tonight on League Life, exclusive interview with Yvonne Sampson. Um, I know we're all uh, really looking forward to that. We've got a sneak peek on a, a sneak peek on NRL 360 last night. Joe, one day until this NRL season kicks off. Can I just ask Phil just on that the the sneak peek or the 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 interview with Yvonne Sampson is that with Matt Lodge? Yes. Yes. So so Matt Lodge will have his chance and his opportunity to, to tell his side of the story. Yeah. Because that's what's most important. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. what's most important in all of this. Um. And and I I feel that a lot of a lot of times in the past Todd Carney didn't have those opportunities. Mm. Mm. You know Todd Carney was outcasted and and he was labelled and you know we didn't get a chance to sit down and, and figure out what's going on behind the closed doors for a young kid who is clearly ch- troubled. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a fantastic step forward that, that Yvonne can sit down with Matt and, and talk to him. And, and, you know, we can hear it in his voice and we can see it in his eyes mm. if he's rehabilitated, if he's yeah. putting the right steps yeah. in practice. Yeah, exactly. Mate, we've got uh, Jonathan Thurston playing his 300 this week and Greg Inglis makes his return following uh, an, an ACL injury, which... Uh, put him out in round one last season. Uh, he's moving to centre for good, it seems, uh, in the red and green colours. Who uh, knows if it's for good? It's for you now. Tell me. You I tell don't. Me. I what don't. Do you I don't go. I, I'm not involved in the coaching <laughs> staff, but we know that that's what, where it is right now. Yeah. Um, we don't know whether it's for good. He might move into the back row. He might. <laughs> we don't know what's for good. What we know is right now. Do you reckon um, removing him from? Uh, the role at fullback will help Greg. I think it's return. gonna. I think it's gonna help his return. I think it's gonna get a couple more years out of Greg. Yeah. Um, because there's a hell of a lot of running at fullback, uh, and you know, with with Greg's troublesome knees, uh, and let's let's not forget that his troublesome knees is probably because he was a a, a big kid that grew very fast, and you know, it's it's the impact and and. Playing at a top level for so long that's going to impact on this body. It's going to it's going to reduce the amount of work that Greg does um, on the field, uh, off the field. You know we've got the best trainers and the best sports physios now that 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 sport can offer. So you know they're going to be doing absolutely everything um, to to sustain the, the the career of Greg because he's one of the best players you can ever see um, when he's when he's at full stride and and when he's at his best. So I think it's a great move. Um, you know, it's it's probably a, a a bit better move for defensive teams as well. Him being only on one side of the park, they can watch him a little bit better. But um, you know, I I think it's a great move for for everyone, and we get to see Greg Inglis in the game a lot more. Yeah, fingers crossed. He makes a uh, a really positive return uh, to the park this weekend, Joe. You're a former uh, champion boxer as well. You had 16 pro fights for 12 wins, one draw, three losses. Uh, so you've been around, uh, and you back yourself as a bit of a, uh, a, a talent uh, analyzer as well when it comes to boxing. Did you sit down and watch Deontay Wilder's fight on the weekend? Uh, it was a classic fight. He took out Luis Ortiz, the Cuban, in the 10th round uh, in an absolute slugfest. You know, um, the thing that, that, that excited me about this fight is that nobody gave Ortiz a an opportunity. Mm. Uh, no one, no one think that thought that that he could 
you know, producer goods in this fight. And what we know about the Cuban boxers is they've got extraordinary pedigree when it comes to amateur boxing. So even though for a big guy, he's a big boxer. Mm. Um, but you know what? Um, Deontay Wadler, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a champion for a reason. Um, you know, he, he's, he's long and he's rangy. He seems to stand on one side of the ring and hit him from the other side of the ring. You know, he's, his arms are that bloody long. But, um, you know, I'm excited by what the future holds for heavyweight boxing. Mm. Um, for a lot of years, it was just the Klitschko boys. Yep. And, you know, they were dominant. And we, we, we only heard about the, the, the smaller weights like your Pacquiao's and... and uh, Mayweather's and, and those guys but you know heavyweight boxing is, is starting to make its way back and and as we know about throughout history when you've got Tyson's and Ali's and and that heavyweight that heavyweight uh, category has always been dominant you know when yep. when, when the heavyweights are banging uh, we know that boxing's well so uh, the, the the big guys in 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 heavyweight boxing at the moment I really like yeah. Uh, not because they're standing sluggers, but because they're athletes. Yeah. And because yeah. they can bang. Um, you know, Anthony Joshua, Joseph Parker, uh, Deontay Wyler. In my opinion, I think Parker and uh, Parker and Joshua both beat Wyler, and I okay. think that they both beat Wyler convincingly. Yeah. Um, that's my. Uh, that's my suggestion, um, but you know what? Um, I'm a retired boxer. I'm not. I'm not right in the game at the moment. So, so Wilder took his record to 40 victories, 39 by the way of knockout, zero losses. Uh, look, plenty of people still question his talent um, because of who he's beaten to get to that point. He's the WBC heavyweight champion. Uh, and then later this month, we look forward to Anthony Joshua uh, and Joseph Parker doing battle on March 31 for the IBF and WA belts. And you can only assume that whoever wins that fight should probably go and try well, and look unify to unify. these. Yeah, yeah they'll yeah. try and look to unify the three belts. And 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 I I think what a lot of people and this is their uh, their, their their strong point when they talk about the UFC is there's, there's only one sanctioning body um, with with boxing there's you know the three big ones yeah. that we know about and when we've got champions on those three big belts um three separate champions that won't fight each other um it's hard to say who's the best isn't it so yeah, yeah. um i think for the for the sport of boxing it'd be great if they unify um for uh you know for for promoters bank balances uh they tend to not do that uh, <laughs> so um and 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 why a lot of people question uh, Wilder's I'm not sure they question his ability but they but they definitely question the guys that he's that he's fought that he's come up against yeah. but you know what um, he can only fight the ones that they put in front of him you know he don't cho- choose his promoters and, and his team choose uh, and they've made him a successful boxer at the moment uh, where he's at I I it's you know I like I like the other fight uh, if I'm if I'm honest, I think yeah. that's you know I think that's a great fight. Um, and there's another one in boxing at the moment as well, um, Canelo and Triple G. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some there's a bit of rematch. Con- contra- May 5. Oh, there's a rematch May five, but um, there's a bit of controversy around at the moment. Um, yeah. Read that bout uh, and read one of the boxers in in in, in particular. Yeah. So uh, 
Alvarez uh, has been found with clenbuterol in his system. He claims uh, that he got this from contaminated meat, which is something reportedly going around in Mexico at the moment. And he'll look to clear his name before that fight, uh, as we said, on, on May 5. Um, I don't really know what more to add there. Uh, maybe you can shed think, some light. Look, I think for um, you know for boxing... Uh, and the people listening, uh, what what it, it, it's 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 better to to clear up what the actual clenbuterol does. It doesn't make you punch harder or anything like that. It strips weight, mm. um, so it it could help with the with the process of bringing down weight. Why he's tested positive now to it and not uh, at a, at a different time um, clearly indicates well, well well walks alongside the fact that he's probably trying to cut some weight. Yeah. Um, so. You know, it's, it's would that make sense? Still a couple it, of months out from the fight. Well, it would. Yeah, it would because you're not going to do it, or you're not going to risk it so close to the fight. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and guys at this level, they're walking around on weight. You know, a month out from the fight. Mm. So, um, you know, a few months out from the fight would it make sense now? Yes, it would. Yeah. Okay. Um. But you know the, the you know I I can't sit and judge and I can't sit and make comment on that because um you know these guys are extremely Dream and supreme athletes. Mm. Um, I couldn't see them. I uh, couldn't see them damaging or or putting into danger any sort of thing like that. Because you know this is a mega fight. I love the first fight. Um, I don't think it. It probably didn't uh, end up the hype it should have. Uh, it didn't stand up to the hype that it, that it got. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know these 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 two guys talked about going out there and knocking each other out. One did the chasing and one didn't want to stand there and knock each other out. Now, I, I can understand why people don't want to stand in front of Triple G and, and, and punch <laughs> all in. The bloke's got um, hammers in his hands, you know. So um, it makes for an interesting fight. It makes for an interesting fight and it makes for an interesting couple of months to see whether Canelo can clear his name. Which fight are you looking forward to more out of the that Alvarez-GGG rematch versus... Anthony Joshua taking on Joseph Parker later this month versus Jeff Horn going up against Terence Crawford in Vegas on April 21. That's, you know, they're, they're three big fights. <laughs> um, and the thing is, right, no one has given Jeff Horn a chance at anything. Yeah. He came out and people said there's no way that he beat Pacquiao. Mate, if, if I'm a judge that he, in that Pacquiao fight, he wins. Yeah. He, he won that fight. Um the fact that Pacquiao had him in danger, you know, late in that ninth round, um, and you know Jeff Horn and and his corner man will tell you the same thing. He was he was in some trouble, yeah, um, yeah. but to his credit, he came back and he fought and and he had a war of a fight. Yeah. You know, I I'm not I'm not going to sit here and write off Jeff Horn because one he's an Australian and I want to see the Australian win, but I love Bud Crawford as a fighter. <laughs> I tell you, Terence Crawford as a fighter he is a tricky machine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but so was Pacquiao. Yeah. You know, yeah. so um, Jeff Horn, Jeff Horn will be ready. He'll be ready for that fight. Um, the the fight that I like and a fight that I a fighter that I've been following for quite a few years now is Joseph Parker. Yeah. Um, Kiwi. Oh yeah. I'm, Twenty and oh. Yeah, I, I I just like him. He he's got great footwork. He 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 punches hard. He punches fast. He he's a boxer. Yeah. I like that he's a boxer and the fact that he's fighting. Anthony Joshua, AJ, he's a boxer as well, mm. who can bang. 
you yeah. know they yeah. so it's 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 a fight as much as it's a boxing match it takes you back to the days of you know Ali and 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 Foreman or or you know you, th- those old guys who were bangers but they could yeah. box as well yeah um so uh it's it's an exciting time at boxing at the moment um i i just love mate if i'm honest all throughout my rugby league career as well, if I had a chance to watch the NRL on a Sunday afternoon or the boxing on a Sunday afternoon, I'll watch the boxing. <laughs> you probably don't get enough opportunities to talk about the boxing these days, Joe. You're obviously very busy. You've just released a book um, a couple of months ago, uh, and I believe uh, there's a, a documentary coming out um, this week uh, called Suicide, The Ripple Effect. So plenty going on, Joe. Um you know, very briefly, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the documentary first up? You know, um, forever I thought I was going to be a rugby league player and then, you know, that went south and I thought I was going to be a boxer and then, then I, I moved away from that direction. And then, unfortunately, in 2012, I had a suicide attempt on the back of many, many years of trying to hide my, my illness that, that I lived with. I've lived with bipolar disorder for all my life um, and wasn't diagnosed until after my football career. Um, and, you know, that that... That suicide attempt, I guess it it, it 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 spurred me into wanting to help others that I survived it, and it put me in the direction or a path of this guy called Kevin Hines, and I've I've been lucky enough to travel and as a motivational speaker to 32 different states, hundreds of thousands of people um, throughout America, um, and and listening to Kevin's story every day, you take something different out of it. Um, this this documentary has been filmed over the past few years, and and Suicide, the ripple effect, um, has been, it, it will save lives. It mm-hmm. will save lives because we know that um, the power of story and the power of identifying with story and connecting with story helps people to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kevin attempted to take his life by, by jumping from the Golden Gate Bridge. Not many are around to tell the story of that. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, it's not just about, you know, you know what he did it's more about how he how he survives and how he thrives in in today's society um as as a mental health advocate and and spreading his message right throughout the world um i've been lucky enough to travel with kevin you know i see this bloke as a brother as a mentor as a as a wonderful man and this film uh like i said it's been on on record by leading um suicide prevention specialists in america to say that this film will save lives, mm. um, I've I've watched it, like thankfully enough, because I I play a small part in the film, um, so uh, yeah, it's incredible. It's in, it's an incredible film. It's premiering here in in Sydney on Friday night, and then Melbourne on Saturday night, and there's a host of different screenings right throughout the country that people have got on board with. Um, lucky enough to to host my own in back in Wagga. Nice. Um, so you know, it's... yeah, you're touring the world, um, spreading the the message about suicide awareness, and and still residing in uh, in humble Dubbo and uh, and getting down to Wagga whenever possible. I'm a country boy, mate. So um, that you know, I grew up in the bush, and and I I lived down in the city for ten years, and and wanted to go home every single day of it. 
Um, and what we know as Aboriginal people, we don't get homesick. A lot of people say that Aboriginal players come down to the city to play footy and they get homesick and go home. It's not a fact of getting homesick. It's a fact that we are deeply in our spiritual connection to the land is deeply embedded within that place. And it's them old people calling us home, you know. So mm-hmm. every day I wonder, I was in Sydney, I want to be at home, you know. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm back in the bush now, back in Dubbo. Although it's not Wagga, it's still Bradbury country, <laughs> so it's still my same country, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm in the city a hell of a lot, but, um, you know, home's always home. And, and you know, I, I'm deeply connected to the country of, of country and rural, uh, rural New South Wales and Australia for sure. Um, and just when there's too many people for me, I, I, you know, I used to get scared running out on the field. Um, I used to have anxiety attacks running out onto the field um, when there'd be a decent crowd in the place because I just couldn't handle the noise. And uh, but then again, back to that mindfulness. Once I was in the moment, I was I was good to go. Joe, how can uh, how can people get in touch with you on uh, social media to track down your book or your uh uh, the the documentary coming out just to have a chat anything like that ask you some boxing questions yeah mate I'm, I, <laughs> and, and and a lot of people um, you know I guess profile people not saying that I am one but I've I've got a fair following they don't tend to moderate their own accounts um, where where I'm someone who moderates all of my accounts so that meaning I get back to absolutely every single message that I get and receive on social media because. When it comes to suicide prevention, mental health, and mental illness, um, you know it's a fairly critical space. So, yeah. um, on, be on the ground. yeah, my Facebook page is the Enemy Within Suicide Prevention uh, and Wellbeing Education. Uh, my Twitter is Joe Williams underscore T E W T for Tom, E for Edward, W for Williams, which stands for the Enemy Within. So Joe Williams underscore T E W, and that's my Instagram as well. So, um, you know, I'm. And and my book, you know, I'm I'm lucky enough that I've I've written my book and and it's helping some people. You know, I've I've had messages from from Australia, from New Zealand, America, Japan, the UK of people that have purchased my book and said that they 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 connect so well with my story. But not all, not only the connecting to the the tough times I've been through, using the tools and tips that I share with people that help me stay well, which is a, a big proportion of the book. Uh, probably the last third of the book is dedicated to thriving uh, in, in within society, within having mental illness, within, you know, tough times. So, um, and that's available on my website, which is joewilliams.com.au. Um, I had to keep it simple because as a boxer, made my head gets banged around a little bit. Um, sometimes I, I forget. So joewilliams.com.au, and that's with all all my speaking material, all all my, you know, there's even connection to my social media there and uh, my book as well. That book is called Defying the Enemy Within. Joe Williams, thank you very much for for coming into Fox Sports today to join the Splash podcast, and I hope you do get a chance to watch some uh, some NRL action over the weekend. Yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely will try to. Um, I'm I'm going to try and get out to the being in Sydney, and there's a Sydney game on. I'm going to try and get out the Cogger game. I've got a got a few mates from the US who are out here for the doco uh, for Suicide the Ripple Effect, so I'm going to take uh, a couple of those guys um, who have never seen it. They they yeah. think that. The NFL's rough because they <laughs> smash into each other. Well, we don't wear pads out here, brother. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're going to try and take a couple of the boys out to to the, the Cogra game. Uh, that will be epic. Uh, and a nice conclusion to the podcast, Joe Williams. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, Phil. Take care. Uh, yeah, that'll do us today. 
continue the conversation with Joe and myself on Twitter at Phil underscore Pryor. That's a wrap. <laughs>